Welcome to Machine Learning. Predictive analytics. That's the new buzzword. Like that. Um, so what you need to do is build a base table. And the base table um, has a unique ID. Like, for example, in the case where if you're trying to make a prediction on donors, uh, basically the idea is find out which donors uh, donated in a previous time period and that becomes the target. So the target's a yes or no answer. And, uh, and then you add variables. Uh, variables can be like age, uh, how many previous gifts did they donate to in the last 12 months, uh, the income, uh, the whether or not they're subscribed, yes or no, whether or not they gave you an address, yes or no, um, true or false. <clears throat> and those become variables. And uh, from that, you then are able to calculate an incident. Uh, incident is the total number of targets, so sum your targets, and then divide it by the total count of your base table. The base table then becomes the uh, foundation for your predictive inner indicator graph. Uh, and uh, you can then plot uh, based on probability. You can feed the base table in as an X and Y to logistic regression and get the probabilities. And uh, once you have the probabilities, then um, you can calculate a cumulative gain curve and you can also calculate a lift curve. So those, uh, uh, those two then will help you understand whether or not there's a trend for uh, profitability. And also which, you can then also determine which factors uh, through stepwising an area under the curve uh, give you the best accuracy. And uh, based on that, once you have that, that, that you can then calculate profit by taking the amount of reward you would get for an incident, meaning uh, in this case a donation, and its cost. And so based on the, on the lift rate and the incident, um, variable and the population size and then the targeted uh, population size you can <clears throat> then calculate what your profit or your overall reward will be and that's huge because that communicates then to business why they should uh, take this particular action and this is one of the aspects I would say to AIML that's super important is that if it can lead to an action, so because it then um, affects the business bottom line. And so by uh, understanding the model and also the accuracy on the model, then uh, it is helpful in making those type of decisions. Um, and so for this reason, I would say that uh, the predictive analytics becomes very
very valuable. And this things could be, it, it, maybe a, there's a pattern, see, uh, and I'm starting to see this with uh, the stratification where um, you can, you can uh, use uh, QCut or you can use Cut to stratify your data. And then once it's stratified, then you can look at occurrences in those, in those stratifications. And that will, or sums, it different depends on what you want to do there. Um, and then those, those become variables. And, and in the stratification itself, you may be aware of potential risk. So for example, in the case of you are trying to predict uh, whether or not there could be a safety risk for higher overtime, maybe what you would do is calculate the stratifications by the hour, uh, hour ranges, break that into five stratifications, and those then uh, see if there's correlation in the variables. Look at whether there's correlation to the targeted results uh, by area under the curve, and uh, correlate the target to um, incidents of uh, safety. So you could then track that potentially by individual and look at the number of incidents that are related to safety and, uh, and then correlate that to the amount of time. So if you're looking at a short period of time, a middle period of time or a long period of time, if there's, uh, you know, like if there is fatigue or lack of concentration or etc., cetera, um, that's causing uh, safety concerns, maybe those incidents then can be supported by data. So intuitively, it sounds like it might be a correlation, but until you actually study the data, uh, you can draw no correlation. So it's just uh, uh, assumptions. So that's one area where I've been thinking about predictive analytics. But uh, it seems like anything that is time-based can be made into a predictive analytic, assuming that you can draw a conclusion from that observed event. So what you're doing is you're observing a event and you're trying to deduce certain rules. Like for example, maybe one of the events that you're looking at um, is euros where the donor, say like you wanted to see all donors that uh, contributed over $50 and, uh, and uh, if, if they, if they did contribute over $50, then you mark them uh, as a one in the target. And the way you could do that is uh, you would take your population, you'd then take your previous year, you do a group by uh, ID and then uh, income, and you would sum it. And then using that group by then you can use the income where it's greater than 50 and that will return back to you a list of IDs or donor IDs that they contributed more than 50 euros. Then you can set your mask uh, equal to that, fil- to that uh, uh, group by filter and then in your uh, base table target you can set that equal to uh, the uh, mask. 
and that will then uh, uh, return a true-false combination and the IDs then that are matching to that particular mask then would return a, 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 a one and uh, set, be able to set that in the target assignment variable. So the masks are really important. And in, uh, in some of the other podcasts I've talked about, <clears throat> we've used masks to do some data cleaning. Uh, we've used it to change different categories. And uh, they're, they're just a, a nice way to identify patterns that match based on aggregation. And so it's, it's kind of like you're getting down into the database level, even though you're not at a database, with the data frames where you're doing lots of merging and matching and uh, joining. And uh, another one that, that you could do is, uh, let's say you were only interested in people who made a, a donation contribution in a previous year but did not make any contributions in the current year. So what you could do is use, um, find out all of them, all of the donators in 2017. Let's say you're do- dealing with 2017 and 2018 is the current year. In 2017, find all your donors who made a contribution. Then in 2018, find all the donors that exist in 2018. Then do a difference between the 2017 and 2018, and that will give you the donors who did not make, who made a contribution in 2017, who did not make a contribution in 2018, and that becomes then your uh, 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 population. And then you can apply different rules, uh, observation rules, to define the target for that population. So it is really an amazing process because once you uh, have got your base table, then you can do a lot of analytics against that base table. And uh, <clears throat> with the incidents, what you're trying to do is uh, from a, a smaller population of, of um, <clears throat> samples, you can then determine a larger behavioral trend of the group and uh, and that may be because uh, groups tend to behave similarly and uh, maybe it's uh, maybe there's some truth to about flocking behavior like if one person is buying a particular product why do other people buy that same product um, you know part of it could be the advertising so as more people, buy the product, there's more money that's coming in, there's more advertising, so as there's more advertising, there's more awareness, and more incentives for people to buy that product. Uh, Maybe the product solves a particular problem, you know, like a a cleaning product, it, it, uh, I know one with, uh, there's a antibiotic uh, ointment, uh, sporin, Used and I really liked it because it you know had almost immediate effects in helping uh, a sore, and uh, but I'd heard that from uh, my daughter that she liked it, and then I tried it and I liked it, and then you know now I'm telling you about it. So it's uh, 
thing, things that are popular have kind of an energy to it. Uh, word of mouth spread, spreading of the news. And so there's this general information flow that seems to be occurring inside of the um, population. And perhaps that could explain some of the um, uh, population behavior. But when you have a certain incident rate and then you know the incident rate and then you can calculate uh, a lift rate to to try to figure out how many of the population that you want to target um, and then you're and you would say like you want the top 40 percent and then you um, uh, send out your campaign on there you can be fairly confident statistically that the behavior of the group is going to match the statistic predictions and that's actually really amazing to be able to draw inference from um, a group of data about the general population's behavior. And so, <clears throat> you know, you're not just talking about a number, but you're actually talking, describing a behavior of the group. And, uh, you know, if, it, if that translates to known behaviors and, and voting... Um, <clears throat> then that, yeah, then you know, uh, marketing campaigns and advertisements to vote for a specific candidate would be greatly impacted by uh, the the frequency of the ads and the quality of the candidate. But uh, just because you have a high quality candidate does not necessarily mean that he will win the election uh, because of the behavior of the group. So if the behavior of the group changes, then uh, there, say that there's a higher incidence of voting for one candidate or a preference to one candidate over another due to a campaign, then there might be a more of an infusion of money to drive up a higher voting percentage in certain key states where electoral uh, votes might be determined by the popular vote. And so you could see some of the strategic thinking that could go into uh, predictive analytics. And that may be also true of companies where they're trying to predict where to do advertising campaigns and which sectors that they want to target what type of groups, what type of characteristics of the group that they want to be able to advertise to in order to get a predictive result.